Hey guys, it's Mark here from ETF Tracker. This is the ETF Tracker show and it's the interviews with experts segment. And in this episode, we are getting the academic view. So we've had quite a few different views already. We've had the exchanges, we've had advisors and robo advisors and the ETF issuers and even market makers. So now it's time for the academic point of view to see what their thoughts are on uh, the growth of ETFs, retail, trading behavior, and much more in the episode. See you there. Welcome back, everyone. And we're here with Angel Zong of RMIT. And uh, thank you very much for joining us, Angel. Thanks for having me, Mark. Perfect. And look, we, we've asked you to be on this show, these interviews with uh, experts, because we're trying to get all of these different range of uh, opinions and voices from all parts of the ETF market. So we've got the exchanges themselves, we've got market makers, ETF issuers. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to get the academic um, point of view because we often see in finance and people may have recognized you from being in the news and stuff, um, you know, that, that kind of background there. So can we get into that a little bit? When, when did you first get involved in financial markets? Can you tell us a bit more about that? Yeah, sure. Um, so I, well, I would say that, um, I grew up in a finance family, wow. <laughs> so um, my dad works in a bank, and my mom, well, she works in, um, so I'm from China, so my dad is a, a president of a bank, um, so yeah, um, and my mom works for the taxation bureau, so I mean, um, I grew up in a finance family, so I love finance, which is why I chose to study um, in finance, um, I did my undergrad at Monash, uh, majoring in finance, and um, because I love my finance so much, and I love doing research in finance, so which is mm -hmm. why I continue this journey by doing an honours in finance and then I ended up doing a PhD in finance. So that's wow. me, the boring academic um, <laughs> in finance for so many years. Um, yeah, so um, altogether my time at Monash was um, like nine years. Wow. So after, um, from my undergrad, you can imagine undergrad honours and PhD. Um, and then um, I joined MIT after finishing my PhD um, mm -hmm. as a um, lecturer, and then later I got promoted to a senior lecturer. So yes, um, so if you ask me when is my first time that I, I mean, um, get involved with the financial market, I would say when I was born. But wow. like seriously, yep. <laughs> it's when I started. I would say when I started my PhD study in finance um, to get like a deeper understanding. Oh, that's brilliant. Did you know when you were at uni uh, and looking at those things, like people go to uni, they, they study, they want to get into industry, they want to do this or that. Like, when did you know that you wanted to go really down the line of um, uh, the educational side, the academic side of things and not into to industry? Um, I would say, I mean, maybe it's similar to everyone. Like when you go to the end of your undergrad study, yeah. I didn't really know what I wanted to do. <laughs> Yeah, I was the same. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I was like, should I get a job outside? Um, is the job market okay now? Is it tough? Yeah. Um, I think I, I didn't really know what to do. Um, but with, because at that time, my academic results were pretty good. And mm -hmm. I was invited to undertake an honours degree. So, okay. you know, honours degree is more like um, research, um, a, a research pathway to PhD. Mm. So I, I got to learn how to do research in finance. And it really is what I wanted to do. Um, I feel like that's what I really love um, instead of working in the industry. So um, that's why after the honors, um, I continue to do PhD, um, do, um, do research by um, pursuing study in PhD in finance. Brilliant. So yeah. Yeah. So um, at the end of 
underground really didn't know what to do. <laughs> yeah, I think I think you're not alone there. I'm sure that uh, whatever ages are of the audience members that we've got, we've probably got a few that are in <laughs> their studies at the moment, unfortunately, yes. lockdown likely. But um, so as you said, you're our RMIT, um, a lot of our listeners are in Sydney, but you know, we've got, we're, we're growing that for, uh, throughout Australia and hopefully globally, but with RMIT mm-hmm. and that uh, Masters of Finance kind of program, I've seen you've got a lot of um, kind of articles on Google Scholar. Um, so you, mm-hmm. you are pretty prolific in terms of the, the work that, uh, the, the research um, that you're doing in finance, but can you tell us a bit more about the type of research that you have been doing it doesn't have to just be like you know anything to do with etfs even though this is the etf yeah. show but just in general with finance what are some of the pieces mm. that you've worked on mm. yeah um so i would say i have three main research agenda my first research agenda is um asset pricing empirical asset pricing with a particular focus on the australian equity market mm-hmm. um so for example i would say that my work is actually the pioneering work of the five factor, the former French five factor model in Australia. Wow. Um, for example, I guess we all know those um, size, book to market, uh, call, um, for example, um, profitability investment or the quality minus junk factor by the AQR. Mm-hmm. But um, those factors, if you read those papers, the way they constructed, they those approaches are suitable for the US market, mm. but they are not really suitable for the Australian market with a different market microstructure. So one of my, um, a series of my papers look into how we adapt the approaches for the Australian market by tweaking the approach. So that's one of my agenda to look into what affects risk and return in um, Australian equity market. My second research agenda, which is very, very like um, relevant to ETF is I look into investor behavior. Um, okay. I compare the difference between retail versus um, um, institutional investors. So part of my research, um, which has attracted some media attention um, in the recent 12 months is that I investigate the trading behavior of retail investors or those Robin Hood traders yeah. in the market. So, um, mm. you know, especially like, um, in the first three months of the lockdown last year, mm. um, around the world, my research shows that there is a 50% increase in trading volume around the world. Wow. And in Australia, that is 66%. And that is when um, a wow. lot of us started to get into the ETF market, which drives the boom in ETF in recent months um, that you've been talking about. That's brilliant. So that's the so, second one. What's the third one? Uh, yeah, the third one is that um, I look at climate, fi- climate financial risk. We all know how climate change um, affects our life. So um, the, the first, in my third stream, I look into how we measure um, climate financial risk in the financial market. Um, so, you know, there are two components in climate financial risk. One is the physical risk, uh, mm-hmm. which is like how these natural disasters such as bushfire affect asset prices. Um, but there is another component which is pretty hard to quantify, which is transition risk. Because, you know, yeah. with all these upcoming policies, taxation policies, um, asset volatility could be a factor. So um, developing some measures us- using machine learning to capture the uncertainty there. So these are, yeah, three streams of, of my research. Well, you cover, um, so those three streams, that, that's pretty interesting. And the last one's really interesting as well. Um, I mean, second and third, and, and definitely the first, like if people don't already know about the pharma French stuff, definitely something that uh, 
you guys can investigate, but um, the idea around factors yeah. that can help um, people understand or help research understand um, what is going on with um, various kind of assets. But the, the ETFs one's interesting. Um, and the last one, just because of ESG, a lot of people are really interested in ESG and we see a lot of ESG in um, thematic type investing. But just going back to the ETF space, um, the next question was going to be about what kind of research that you've done um, in there. But I guess you, you kind of mentioned a little bit with the, you saw that there was the rise of uh, ETF investors um, given the lockdowns and stuff. But with uh, that, that, that kind of like research that it retail versus institutional um, investing research, what are, have you got some fun facts and figures about uh, or, or some interesting insights um, mm -hmm. if we dig deeper? Like we saw that there was a rise in retail investing. But what, what else did you kind of see? Did you, you know, dive deeper down into the types of people who were investing or what's leading them to, to want to put their money into investing if they hadn't done so already? Yeah, uh, interestingly, I have recently just conducted a um, report. I, I've launched a report about um, how young investors um, navigate the uncertainty in COVID-19. So what we do is um, I team up with two colleagues um, at IMIT and Western Sydney University. Mm -hmm. um, so we actually conducted five focus group discussion with young investors um, below the age of 30 with um, less than five years of in, um, experience. So mm -hmm. we asked a lot of interesting questions, uh, in particular about ETF. Um, so I will share some, um, some of their quotes. So in summary, what they said about ETF is that um, they've, in, in general, they find that buying ETFs help them reduce their risk, um, avoid market volatility, and ETFs actually help them manage their emotions. Because, oh. um, yeah, to the participant, they feel like buying ETF um, because it's, it's perceived to be a safer approach. Yeah. So it is not like gambling or buying individual shares. Mm -hmm. So it actually um, makes them less emotional, especially during okay. the um, highly volatile market in, yeah. um, in COVID. So that's quite interesting. Oh, definitely. Um, um, that, that's some interesting yeah. behavior there. Mm. Yeah, so they um, most of the participants, they, um, they spoke very highly of um, the ETF options because that opened up like new and accessible methods of trading. Um, especially with um, superhero, um, all these new digital platforms okay. pro provide cheap um, or even free investment, mm -hmm. um, or I mean, in, in terms of fees on ETF. So they feel safer. Mm -hmm. um, they feel that um, that gives them a peace of mind um, mm -hmm. in terms of investing. That's brilliant. And, and I guess that's the thing, like you don't want to go into um, something that's new, like investing if you've never done it before, if you don't have something that can give mm -hmm. you that peace of mind. Yeah. So, so that's really good. Um, yeah. With regards to, uh, you know, the retail kind of traders and the rise of, of those types of people, what we've also seen is also the rise of the financial influencer or finfluencer, mm -hmm. as some like to call yeah. it, or fintocker, whatever the name <laughs> kind of are. And uh, you, you were on TV recently talking about, um, there was a segment, I think, on ABC about finfluencers there. Um what, what are your thoughts on like um, the rise of that kind of industry where there's been a lot of, uh, what do we call mm -hmm. it? Like we, we like that there, there's a people that are sharing that, um, some good information. There's a lot of really great educational material, really explaining things in nice, simple ways. But at the same time, I've seen it, you know, it's been advertised to me on Instagram and TikTok. A lot of people trying to get you to buy a certain type of Bitcoin or a certain type of, sorry, of cryptocurrency or, you know, um, trying to get you into riskier 
kind of uh, trades there. What, what do you think about that darker, unregulated side of um, mm. the influencer market? Mm. Well, first, I would say there are pros and cons. Um, well, it's good that we have knowledge sharing. And this knowledge sharing actually encourages stock market participation. So um, you've seen how um, the number of investors um, rush into the share market. That's good because um, a healthy economy needs um, healthy and active stock market participation. That is what, exactly what we have in Australia. Yeah. Um, like 58% of Australians directly invest in the stock market. So that, yeah. I mean, we provide fund flows to, the share, to, to companies so that they can invest in good projects, which then boost the growth, growth mm. in the economy. That's really good. Um, but yes, as you said, there are dark sides. Um, for example, you know, but why, but we need to understand why people love um, listening to influencers. Um, this is also driven by the fact that um, obtaining proper financial advice is actually quite costly mm. in Australia. But influencers, well, you check their Instagram, um, YouTube, um, Facebook, TikTok, they're free. Yeah. So um, I guess that's why they're so popular. And I have to say, well, um, a lot of influencers, they do, um, I mean, share their knowledge in an engaging and interesting manner. Yeah, um, that's true. That's why, yes, it's so appealing to especially young investors in the market. So these are the pros of influencer. Um, the cons, well, I would say um, there are good influencers. There are, there are bad influencers. Yeah. Um, there are documents. Um, so, but if you don't really have, um, you don't have the level of financial literacy, it may be hard for you to find out who is sensible mm. and who is not sensible. That's the, I think that's the problem. Um, it's okay if you follow some sensible influencers, um, and if they are providing just generic knowledge sharing instead of, um, a specific product description, um, product recommendation, because they, if they do that, mm. um, like providing, um, for example, if, if in particular, if they receive money from a um, company to promote a particular stock or yeah. to promote a particular product, and even without even disclosing it, that would be a problem. Um, it would be breaching the law, actually. Um, oh, wow. So, um, because the, it, it would be like sort of running a business. Um, an ongoing ongoing business if you um, read the um, Corporations Act um, 2001. So um, I would say, well, if you love following influencers, that is okay, but mm. you need to apply your common sense. Um, for example, if someone is recommending like a super profitable investment strategy, you may need to Think twice because um, yeah. why do someone why does someone share something so good for, with you for free? So you need to think about the vested interest there. Um, yeah, so there are pros and cons. So um, that is why maybe as um, regulate regulatory bodies um, and some other government agencies should step up, not as the entire regulation, but maybe. A good starting point would be to enhance the financial literacy in the market. I agree with with all those points. Like there are good and bad to these things, and we definitely need to see um, help for the the investors that maybe just don't know that they need help. Mm -hmm. But uh, I, I hear it from many people um, that talk about and, and 
not just within finance, but it, um, anywhere, if it sounds too good to be true, you, you really need to check it out mm. a little bit more. So that's, that's some great advice that you've got there. And then speaking of ETFs, you know, we've had an interesting um, month of August where it's the 20 year anniversary um, of ETFs first mm. coming to Australia back in 2001. And it was only like 10 years uh, before that, or eight years before that, when the first um, ETF listed in the US in 1993. So the growth has been really interesting over that time. As you mentioned at the start, you know, there's, there's been an influx of retail traders, but there's also been um, more products coming to the market, more providers of ETFs and the, the whole kind of ecosystem has just grown. What are your thoughts on that, that growth? Do you see that continuing uh, going forward, given where we are right now? Yeah, I definitely see that um, this trend will continue because um, even as a as part of the ASX um, investor study, uh, mm -hmm. the most recent one, uh, I mean, I think around twenty percent of all investors plan to invest in ETF. Wow. And if you look at that proportion in the millennial investors, that's even greater. Mm -hmm. Another trend that I see in the ETF is about crypto ETF. I mean, we, we yeah. all heard about it, talks about um, the launch of the first Australian um, crypto ETF. So I actually um, took this took that opportunity in my focus group discussion to oh. ask the participants. So if um, the first crypto ETF is launching in Australia, are you interested? Um, what's your guess, Mark? <laughs> what uh, do you think? Resou that resounding yes, I, I would say. <laughs> You know, quite the opposite. They are oh, not interested. Okay. Yeah, okay. Um, it could be sample size buyers, but for our focus group participants, um, they all said no. Uh, most of them said no because okay. um, I think one of the comment makes some make, make really make a really good point, which mm -hmm. is that you know crypto is decentralized investment. But if you have an ETF that's linked to crypto, so from um, that's what the participants said. Mm -hmm. If you have a crypto ETF. It is governed by the exchange. Mm -hmm. um, so it goes against the idea of decentralized investment. <laughs> okay. Yeah, um, that's, that's a good point. That's why that, and that um, um, they don't like, um, and then that, that means they need to do more research into um, the, the, the benefits and the advantages advantage of yeah. crypto ETF. That's why they, um, our participants decide to stay away from crypto ETF. Yeah. So majority of them actually they, they dislike the idea of a crypto ETF. Wow. I never thought about yeah. that, that whole kind of, mm. you know, because the, the like you said, it's all about <laughs> decentralization. I never thought about yeah. people not wanting a crypto ETF because it is decentralized because yeah, that's that's really interesting. Um, that yeah. people said that. So uh, yeah, I would I would expect the participants to say yes. Yeah, <laughs> or maybe it's the but age. To me, well. it sounds interesting. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think it sounds interesting as well. I'd definitely yeah. be interested when a product comes out, whether it's uh, you know, was mm -hmm. it Vanguard or Van Eck or or and Monochrome is, is as well. Um, trying to put something mm -hmm. out, Jeff over there. But yeah, that's that's really interesting. What what else are your your kind of thoughts on on growth? Do you see other um, you know, there's more of these thematic type ETFs, do you see further growth in that kind of thing? Yes, um, definitely. Um, and in particular, I would say all those green sustainable ETFs, they are definitely the market darlings in, mm -hmm. in I mean, now, not even now or in the next um, next few years, because um, yeah, we, we all know how climate change um, is affecting every single aspect of our life. And I would say that um, out of the young investors, we have a lot of them who want to contribute their part in uh, making the society better. So obviously mm -hmm. um, another growth area would be the green and sustainable ETFs. Brilliant. 
Now, um, the the thing that has been common throughout um, the the talk today has been around. Uh, you know, you've got this academic angle and, and view outside of the market, which is really interesting. I think because you're not, uh, you know, tied to well, we need to sell product or um, we need to promote <laughs> no this kind of thing. So, so that's really interesting. And look, it's, it's great. We, we get a lot of different guests on here and they all make up part of the ecosystem. And I think it's interesting to get your thoughts on like what, uh, you know, advice would be for investors um, as they need to, you know, look out. What are the things they need to look out for if they're just coming in new to the market from all of your observations? What You mentioned a couple of things like they need to, you know, just if things are too good to be true and whatnot. But what else would you say are things that people need to, to look for? Or where do they look for this advice? Yeah, no problem. Um, so first, um, so a, a, a few pieces of um, advice from an academic. So first, um, you've heard this so many times, I guess, um, as we teach in Finance 101, always diversify. <laughs> yes. um, I guess that's that's the truth, I think. Um, and that is why ETF is so popular, because it helps you diversify, it helps retail investors with limited amount of capital to diversify. I think that drives the growth of ETF. So always diversify. Mm -hmm. So in terms of, um, you, didn't, you know, the searching influencers, um, as I said before, um, always think twice if someone is saying mm. there's a super super um, profitable product and um, I'm sharing the love with the society because I, yeah I just don't understand if that's so profitable I would just grab the opportunity before it's arbitrage away so mm -hmm. always think twice if someone is um, selling a product hard um, as also as with um, influencers um, I would say check the digital footprint before you decide to follow that advice right yeah, so check what this per person has been saying. Mm -hmm. um, you may find that um, this person two months ago, um, he or she is saying A, but next, um, he or she is saying the completely opposite side. That's if that's the case, you may need to be wary. And also, if someone is telling you that um, you can get rich quickly, um, that's the, the theme on TikTok videos, on those yeah. TikTok videos, that how to become a millionaire overnight. How do you be, um, retire at the age of 35 as a billionaire? So, yeah. Um, there's really no get rich quick scheme. Um, because, um, yeah, um, I mean, it, it really it really needs time, mm -hmm. um, patience mm -hmm. to get rich or not, not, not really get rich. I mean, to uh, maintain a level of financial well-being. Mm -hmm. um, in particular, also, um, I mean, it, it's normal that we often read about success stories in investment online, um, but um, that is um, a t because uh, according to behavioral finance, it's a tendency for people to tell others when they make money, but most people just keep quiet when they lose. That's why yeah. um, the internet is full of success stories. Yep. You don't really see a lot of stories about losses. So, yeah. um, so be realistic about winning. So these are um, my five cents, I say. No, that's that's brilliant and those are some really uh great and interesting uh insights and it's you know even as myself who's been in the market and i invest like i still value these kinds of um you know so i'm not a beginner but like i still do things mm -hmm. like this like take a grain of salt with um some bits of advice or like types of investments and look under the hood and do a bit of 
homework. Um, so, so that's, that's really valuable. If people are interested, we're, we're going to include like, for example, the Google scholar page with some of your articles, cause there might be some students or other analysts and, and people that are interested in looking into that kind of stuff. But if people are interested uh, in following you, are you on LinkedIn? Are you on the socials or anything like that? Can they reach out? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm on LinkedIn. So um, you can just search my name and um, with my affiliation, IMIT. So you can, I think you can easily find me there. Perfect. Well, look, thank you very, very much for your time today. We really appreciate it. The audience does too. And we hope to chat again soon. No problem. Thanks for having me, Mark. Okay. Cheers. Well, that was another amazing episode and we're always learning more from these. So if you're interested in any of the other uh, topics that we covered, then make sure to check out the chapters uh, below if you're watching on YouTube. And there's also a set of links to some of the things that we had mentioned, such as the Google Scholar pages where you can see more of Angel's research and also a couple of news articles where she's been featured. So make sure to check those out. Have a good day, happy investing and make sure to like, share and subscribe. Bye.